Okay, good evening everyone. So, welcome to our woo, prayer gathering. So, okay na ito ang PowerPoint. Okay. So, have you been, no, have you been believing a lie ba? Have you tried experiencing believing in a lie to the point na naging truth? Na naging truth siya sa imo ha? So, I believe it is one of the most, tawag na, worst, or worst, not most worst, but worst case nga atong my experience in life when we believe in a lie. It does not help us. It does not give us benefit at all. It only lead us to our own destruction. This is actually the case of the Jews, the Israelites. And later, we will look at that and, and, and learn from them that we will not believe, we will not embrace the lie, but trust God, His Word, embrace Him as the only truth, the only reality in our lives. Have you tried trusting something or someone which or who did not deliver? Nabumi experience? That you have put your, your, your trust, your confidence so much upon it, but it just failed you. It disappointed you. It just put you to shame. This has been the case of the Jews, of the Israelites during Jeremiah's time. And tonight, I hope that you will glean from their experiences, learn from the preaching of Jeremiah. Before proceeding, let us pray. Almighty God, we praise you and thank you for the grace, strength, and wisdom you have given us all. Dear God, in one way or another, we have ran away from you. We have rebelled against you. It is our prayer that when you are chastening us, when you are disciplining us, we will yield to you, submit to you, return to you in repentance and in faith. You bless our gathering tonight. We pray that your word will bear fruit in our lives as you have intended it, as you have willed it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So at one point, at one point sa life sa mga Israelites, or as we say na, as we have observed them as the chosen people of God, mogini ang cycle sa ilahang mga kinabuhi. They have believed in God. Then at one point, they have rebelled against God, spiritually prostituted themselves by trusting, believing in the gods of the pagan nations. They have put their trust in them. Our, our text for tonight is taken, our reflection, is taken from Jeremiah chapter 2. 
And I would like to title this message, The Case for Not Forsaking God. So Israel, as I have said, they have been faithful Jude in the past. Or there are many points in the past that they have been faithful. In this text, it says, God says to them, I remember concerning you the devotion of your youth, the love of your betrothals, your following after me in the wilderness, though a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his harvest. All who ate of it became guilty. Evil, evil came upon them, declares the Lord. So God, through Jeremiah, reminded them that, hey, you have this love. Hey, you have this devotion for me. But what happened? But what happened? Now, it is our hope, it is our hope that, that our faith in God and even our faithfulness to Him will not become a thing of the past. I hope, GCAF, I hope, brethren, that, that we will not say in the future that once in my life I worship God and now I, don't, I no longer I hope in the future you will not say to yourself when you pass by GCAF that, hey, once in my life, I, I, I attended that church and fellowship in that church. It is my hope that our faith, that our faithfulness to the Lord will persevere, will endure for the, for the rest of our lifetime. However, there is this charge ni God against Israel. Specifically against Judah. Because after Rehoboam, no, the, the dividing of, of the entire Israel kingdom into two, the southern Judah, no, they preach si Jeremiah, and Monisha ang message ni Lord against them. And 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 Jeremiah, or God, prefaced it with verse 4. Hear the word of the Lord. I remember a devotional in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, that states, na, Listen intently, for the, so that you will be able to obey carefully. So Jeremiah, speaking to the, to the, Judah, to the people of Judah, or Israel, Hear! Hear what God is about to say. And this is God's word for them. Thus says the Lord, What injustice did your fathers find in me, that they went far from me and walked after emptiness and became empty? God was asking them, like, unsaman akong gibuhat against you. What was my fault against you, my people? That you have run away from me. That you have rebelled against me. Unsaman. Nabatay ma-accuse kang God? Nabatay ma-accuse kang God? We will say na, wala, wala jud. But these people in Israel, they have accused God. They have accused God of sinning against them. 
God said in verse 29, Why do you contend with me? You have all transgressed against me, declares the Lord. In vain I have struck your sons. They have accepted no chastening. Your, your sword has devoured your prophets like a destroying lion. So instead, gibalusan sila ni Lord, gireminds sila ni Lord, No, I have not sinned against you. It is you who are sinning against me. And, and let's try to, to apply this to our personal life, no, sa atong own. Is there a reason, good reason ba with us na we can use against God when we go against Him, when we rebel against Him? I hope you will not be blinded by, by the deceit of our sinful nature. Na makiunta nga, ah, unfair magina si God. Unfair na si God. Because He has allowed the wicked to prosper and He has allowed those who tried, who have strived to be faithful to suffer. Unfair man na si Lord Okay, prior ko, nag-believe sa iya, okay-ish man akong life. But the moment I believe in Him, muna mag, mag-suffer naman yun ko, Lord. It's unfair. I hope that, that through our exposure to the Word, we will gain understanding of who God is, His plan, His purposes, His ordination, so that we will Yield, submit to the Lord's leading and guidance and never ever accuse God of wrongdoing because God does not do anything wicked. God does not do anything evil, contrary, that will contradict His very own nature. But God's accusation or or God's confrontation with the Israelites are true. They have been true and, and, and God will, will be justified sa iyahan judgment. So what are the crimes? What are the crimes of the people of Judah or Israel or us? Our crime against the Lord. In verse 13, it is read here, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. So what does this mean? The people of Judah have forgotten, have forsaken the Lord their God. And you may ask, in what ways, in what ways did the people of Judah forsaken or abandon God? In verse 6, we can derive from there that the people of Judah have forgotten the Lord. They have forgotten the Lord. And in verse 7, they have dishonored Him by their ungratefulness and disobedience. 
They were not grateful enough to what the Lord has done for them by remaining faithful to Him. Instead, they have disobeyed Him. In verse 8, even those spiritual leaders of Judah, they themselves were not faithful to the Lord. Instead, they led their own people astray. This is way, one way, nag forsake nila as a nation, si God. And this reminds me as, as one of, of the pastors here in GCAF, to be careful in handling the word, to be faithful in, in teaching and living out the word, so that as when people look at me, as they see me, they will see God's grace. And as Paul has said to the Corinthians, I hope to say, follow me as I follow Christ. And how have they, another thing, another way that they have forsaken the Lord, they have exchanged, they have become, what they call this, worse than the pagan nations. The pagan worshippers or idolaters. Because in their spiritual prostitution, they have replaced, they have traded God, the glorious God, with worthless idols. So, they nilagi place ilang trust, they nilagi place ilang confidence sa mga idols sa pagan nations. Even they have placed their trust in the pagan nations like Assyria, like Egypt and not trusted the Lord. This is how they have forsook the Lord. This is how they you made for themselves cisterns. So, what's cisterns? Punduhanan sa water. So, God is the true and living God, the living God, the living God, and He is you know, the, the fountain of the living waters. As, as one of God's imagery in the scripture, referring to Him as the source of sustenance, the source of salvation, the source of, of eternal satisfaction and joy. But God's chosen people, whom He, he, he planned, He ordained, that through them the world will be blessed. What happened? They compromised. They tried to fit in, in the standards, in the systems of the world by trusting their gods and trusting their idolatry. So what is now God's righteous judgment upon them? How did God discipline them? In verses 14 to 16, I'll read. Oh, is Israel a slave or is he a homeborn servant? Why has he become a prey? The young lions have roared at him. They have roared loudly and they have made his land a waste. His cities have become destroyed without inhabitant. Also the men of Memphis and Tapanis have shaved the crown of your head. 
So God has allowed them to be put to shame. God has allowed them to, to be destroyed, to be enslaved by the nations to whom they have placed their trust and confidence. Or eventually, they have put their trust and confidence in their gods. Okay, the, 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 the enslavement of, 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 of Israel to the, to the kingdom of Assyria and Babylon no, is, is God's judgment against them. Now, why? Why was such a harsh judgment? In verse 19, we can read it here in chapter 2, 17 and 19. Have you not done this to yourself? By your forsaking the Lord your God when He led you in the way. God was leading them, but they forsook His guidance. They forsake Him. They did not trust the Lord. They did their own thing, believing that they will be saved by themselves, that they will have satisfaction by themselves. And verse 19, Your own wickedness will correct you. I think I place it here. Your, wick, your own wickedness will correct you. And your apostasies, meaning falling out of faith, abandoning faith, abandoning God, will reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. Okay, it is bitter for us. It is evil for us to forsake the Lord our God and believe and trust the world or trust idols. Pa'it gyud. Naagid siya'y consequence. Naasay suffering. Naasay insatiable nga, nga, nga sat na desire nga makreate in us. To the point nga kana siya nga insatiable desire, God has created that one actually and He is the one who can fully satisfy and feel that that very, very, very big kaayo nga desire. Nga, nga demand for contentment, satisfaction, and joy. Have you tried kanang koan ba? Kanang ito mag-look forward mo event, mag-look forward mo og people, mag-look forward mo for a thing. Nanay point, nanay peak sa point, grabe ka excited No, visualize ta ka of what will happen once you receive, meet, or experience that thing. But, after that, wala na po, died na po. Marag, 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 something gapon nga, marag, wala day ka fully, fully na satisfy or na feel. So, muna yung try o pursue sa people of Judah when they forsake the Lord. And the dread of me, says the Lord, is not, no? And the dread of me is not in you. So verse 19, we can find it here. What was missing? What was not present in them, in their faith journey? Okay, naputol na siya. Okay. So what was missing upon them? Verse 19, it says here, 
and the dread of me is not in you. There was no fear of the Lord in them. There was no reverential fear in the Lord of the Lord in them that led them to spiritually prostitute, trust, believe in the things of the world and in the gods that these foreign lands had created. To the point that what happened to, to, to Judah, they have become undrinkable wine. Wala na sila naging pleasing na, na offering, wine offering to the Lord. In verse 21, Yet I planted you a choice vine, a completely faithful seed. How then have you turned yourself before me into the gen- degenerate shoots of a foreign vine? So I posted a question kanina, have you tried believing in a lie and accepted is us the truth? Their idols, the, the man-made idols were no gods. But once at one point sa life sa mga Judah, people sa Judah, they believe in it. And they have become detestable to the Lord like the ones that they have worshipped. They have placed their trust and confidence in them, but they did not deliver. God put them to shame. In verse 26 to 28, As the thief is ashamed when he is discovered, so the house of Israel is ashamed. They, they, their kings, their princes, and their priests, and their prophets who say, who say to a tree, you are my father, and to a stone, you gave me birth. For they have turned their back to me and not their face. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, arise and save us. But where are your gods which you have made for yourself? Let them arise if they can save you in the time of your trouble. For according to the number of your cities are your gods, O Judah. No, grabe sa, sa ilang land, sa ilang nation, kada, kada city na ay God. Grabe nga, nga, nga idolatry. And their idolatry, their, their days in forgetting God, in their idolatry, it has no number. Verse 32, Can a virgin forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. I would like to end with this. There are many things that will, that will compete for our attention, Jude. The gun, Jude, kaayo. The gun, kaayo, mag-compete sa ato ang affection. Here's the world. It is my hope and prayer that we will remember, remember what God did for us. He died for us so that He can bring us to God. He can restore our relationship to God. And with that restoration, with that restored relationship, 
It is my prayer that by God's providence of His grace, of His Spirit, of His Scripture, of the church, we will, we will strive to be faithful to God, to grow deep, stronger in our faith in Him, that you will never ever say in the future that my faith, my, my, my love for God is only a thing of the past. I hope that, that our love and faith and, and obedience and faithfulness to the Lord will endure by, high, by His grace for the rest of our lifetime. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for showing us tonight how evil and wicked it is to forsake you, to chase after the world and its gods, which are no gods. Father, I pray that you will steer our, our hearts, steer our hearts so that it will have that passion for you, that affection for you. I pray that we will hunger and thirst for you and strive to somehow satisfy that hunger by communing with you, by trusting your word and obeying your word. May you cause us, Lord, as a church, as you have intended it to be, as you have intended Israel to, to be a blessing to the nation as you have blessed it, cause us all that as GCAF, we will become a blessing to our land, to our city, to our neighborhood, and even to the church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everyone.